0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Pause Podcast. We are on episode eight, chapter seven of Exodus. We are making our way through 30 days in Exodus. Uh, So just a reminder, um, wherever you are, uh, that The Pause um, was created for you to carve out space to pay attention to your soul. Um, And so thank you for doing that today. It's important. Uh, So we are going to zoom in today to chapter seven. Um, and we are going to take a really exclusive look at verse 16. So I'm going to read that, and then we'll dive in. So verse 16 says, And you shall say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, sent me to you, saying, Let my people go, so that they may serve me in the wilderness. But so far, you have not obeyed. So we reached the plagues. (laughs) Ah, the the plagues. plagues. The locusts, the blood, the frogs, the gnats, the flies, the hail. Truly the highlight of The Prince of Egypt, animated. (laughs) We haven't talked about The Prince of Egypt yet. We're in episode eight. I can't believe we haven't. I can't believe I haven't sang yet. Can I say something about The Prince of Egypt? My memory of it? Maybe. Every year. Don't slander it. No, no, no. Okay. Every year for my dad's birthday, hey dad, uh, we go out to a movie um, and that was like, A movie we picked. It was like the very first thing. I think it started the tradition. Dad, correct me. So, Prince of Egypt holds a special place. That was what, like in the theater 2003 or something? Like, easily. So, how tragic that this generation has grown up without the Prince of Egypt or Veggie Tales? Don't get me started. I won't, but yeah. How do they even know about the Bible? (laughs) (laughs) Through this podcast, (laughs) we're filling the gap. It's like wishbone. How does anybody know about literature? Classic literature without wishbone. I literally wouldn't know anything because of the school I, I see went to. Wishbone, I see wishbone was my in my head when I think of Joan of Arc. Or Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yeah. This small dog <laughs> was supposed to be handsome. It's like the SNL's good, am I right? Mary mm-hmm. Styles. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, go watch it. <laughs> All right, so we're into the plagues. Um, So before we jump into the plagues, there are nine of them. Uh, Let's talk about what the ancient Egyptians believed. I think that's a significant part of the narrative here. And um, I think it helps us understand the plagues and also why they're so disgusting. (laughs) They are pretty gross. I mean, when we think about it, locusts. Uh, Yeah. Blood. Blood. Frogs. That's the most disgusting to me. Gnats. Flies, hail. It's hail. like an episode of Fear Factor. It's like all the stuff <laughs> yes. people hate, they're like, now we'll throw no. some of this at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you still comfortable? Guess what? Yes, look. <laughs> all right. So the Egyptian religion was a polytheistic one, uh, which means they believed in and worshiped more than one god. They actually had a ton of gods. They love gods. They love gods. Um, and the major uh, natural forces in life for the Egyptians were the Nile River. That was a big deal. The land and the sky. Um, and each of these three things had about like 80 major gods or goddesses. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I said they love gods, I was thinking like 27, maybe. That feels like a cap. But <laughs> no, they've got 80 per. For each of those things, yes. Wow. Just in some, some research I did. And they believed worshiping these gods shaped and controlled their very way of life. How would you keep so, track of that many? Exactly. Don't anger, and it was very much like, don't anger the gods or your crops will be screwed. And so Mm. it was very much this like, uh, we have to earn this. um, So in, in contrast, monotheism is worshiping one God. So the Israelites were monotheistic, which means they worshipped Yahweh, which was the one true God, which made them radically different. You go from worshiping all these different gods, sacrificing to them, your crops and your way of life being dependent on them, to worshiping one God who wants to know you <laughs> personally. Honestly, like I feel like I would be drawn to monotheism just out of laziness. I'd mm. Be like that seems easier. Yeah, or it seems better. Like mm. Andy Stanley always says that. Um, so pastor at North Point, and he's always like. It's the it's the best option <laughs> like you know he's like <laughs> Just anyway, use your head. Yeah. So when the Lord instructs and brings down plagues in the Egyptian people he's really making his claim against the Egyptian gods and he's showing his power over the gods that the Egyptians worshiped. He's not facing off really in a power struggle against Pharaoh to let his people go. He's engaged in a battle against the dynamic denom Demonic? Demonic. Wow, that was a weird moment. <laughs> Demonic <laughs> forces of the gods these Egyptian people worshiped to the spiritual mm. um, battle you referenced yeah. um, yesterday. Um, the plagues are against the gods of the Nile, the gods of the land, the gods of the sky. Um these things literally made the Egyptian livelihood operate. Uh, what do you think like I was as I was thinking through this, what do you think that would be for us today? Like what would our plagues be? Like what gods do we worship? Oh. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Like, what things do we yeah. think makes our world go around? Because for us, we're like, the food kind of just appears at the grocery store. We don't need to pray to any sort of God to get mm-hmm. hot dog buns. It's got to be like a <laughs> hot dog buns. Why'd <laughs> I <Gotta> go there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who's to say? Like social media? Yeah. It's got to be a God. Uh, Sex? Yeah. Had to say it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Our political system. has got to be. Yeah. Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> that's <laughs> my God. <laughs> well, you said our political systems. Yeah, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Those are disconnected. Oh. oh, that's an interesting way to like bring it into our cultural context. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking but This is like, what their lives revolved around. This is what yeah, held this power this, this over them. This is what they their yeah. days were filled with. Yep. This is what they thought made them happy. hmm Yeah. Do you see black, have you seen Black Mirror? No, I don't think I could handle no. it. I know what it's about, though. Yeah, yeah. I know the concept. There's one episode. Um, I I've seen like one episode. It's it's a little dark for me. But there was one that talked like, um, kind of portrayed what life could be like if you were if social media was like everything and determined like if you could rent an apartment, what job you got. Wow. Yeah, it was. It's a pretty fascinating look. But um, anyway, so I think that. That's an interesting concept of like what gods we were. And like the likes. Or like what our plagues yeah. would be. Our plagues would be that like the internet would shut down. Um, everyone would be um, infertile or like imp- yeah. impotent. Like we would have been able to have sex. Yeah. Um, so social media would be off the table. Yeah. Or it would be so controlled by likes to that episode. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. concept that it determines everything we do. And we're like constantly, Oh my god, that's probably what we do now. <laughs> oh my gosh, what if? Yeah, because it's not like God took away those things. No. He kind of was like, Oh, you love this? Yeah. How about four million of these? Like you think that mm. a frog is a god? How about eight billion frogs? So it wouldn't be that it would be like, you think social media is great, it's gone. It would be like, Oh, you like this? Yeah. How about I let it destroy you and rule? Yeah, you? yeah. yeah. But the frogs were a tool to destroy the land. Oh, true. Right? Yeah. 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 But no, that's even more complex. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, go on. No, no, no. You're good. Uh, So the first plague is against the waters of the Nile. The Lord instructs Moses and Aaron to turn the Nile into blood, which is so gross. Gross. So when the Lord says that he will turn the Nile into blood and all the fish will die, the Nile will stink. It's not just about being annoyed that it smells or annoyed because they can't eat fish for a while. It's not just an inconvenience. The Lord was saying, I am more powerful than your gods. Mm. And some of the most important Egyptian gods were attached to the river. Um, this god, I don't know how to pronounce this Osiris? 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 Any Egyptian? People I think out there? it is Osiris. And oh. Do you want to know how I know? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they say it in You're Playing with the Big Boys now, one of the songs from Prince of Egypt's soundtrack. <gasps> and yeah, I do know how to play it on the piano. <laughs> <laughs> Just to answer the question yeah, I you're waiting to ask. To ask. It, yeah. yeah, I do. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> and I'm pretty like at the beginning, they're all like, they're saying all the different names of the different gods. And I think one of them is like, oh, Sirius. i'm pretty sure i'll look it up yeah please look it up so i'm pretty sure it's osiris yeah tag that in the show notes actually you playing anubis is one of them (laughs) (laughs) i did not know that that was gonna that's so good i'll send it for you later osiris was the god of the uh was the ancient egyptian god of the dead and many egyptians believe the river was his bloodstream which is kind of dark yes totally Uh, another one was this in the song uh Knuman was the (laughs) ancient Egyptian god of fertility and was regarded as a source of the Nile. Um, So God was saying through these plagues, these gods are revealed to be nothing. And I think this is one of the reasons why the Lord is so diligent to name himself. Um, I am the Lord. I am the Lord. I will Mm -hmm. deliver you. I will bring you out. I am the Lord. Thus says the Lord. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. And not just intellectually know me, but they will know me. There's, they have a million, but I am the Lord. And not just the Lord in the way that we've said in other episodes, not just like they called all gods the yes. Lord, but he's like, I I'm am Yahweh or yes. I am Jehovah. Yes. Yes. Um, I have a specific name yes. and guess what? This is my name. Yeah. Yes. I'm I'm better than these other And like ones. this whole, More powerful. yeah. And he's making himself known he's and that's a big himself, piece. Yes. Yeah. Of Exodus is making myself known. And so up until this point, there's been a lot of buildup. The Lord has instructed Moses and Aaron. He's affirmed them. He's encouraged them. He's been firm with them. He's reminded them of who he is and what he wants them Mm -hmm. to do. He's given them signs. He reminded them some more. (laughs) He told them how he was going to use them. He's answered their questions. He's told them what was going down, et cetera, et cetera. The Lord's been very patient and diligent. (laughs) So finally, chapter seven is when we see Moses and Aaron interact with Pharaoh for the first time, plan and action. And the Lord instructs Moses and Aaron to meet Pharaoh down by the river in the morning. And the Lord gives the two of them the exact words to say, and he tells them to tell Pharaoh, And you shall say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, send me to you, sent me to you, saying, Let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. But so far, you have not obeyed. Because they did meet with him the one time being like, yes. hey, by the way, yes. Yes. can we... And he was like, no. And then he put all the extra work on the yes. Egyptians. This is the first like time plan doing, like, and action. Yeah, no, that's a good clarification. Yeah, this is the first time, plan and action, Yeah, we're doing this. Yeah, good clarification. Um, so I love this verse um, because in the midst of all this action, look who the Lord identifies himself with, the God of the Hebrews. Mm. So the God, the people who are enslaved those are my people. And he doesn't say, I'm the God of the heavens and the earth, the land and the water, the God of the kings, I'm the God of everything that has breath, which would have all been true. Yeah. But he instead- In a, he, like maybe more impressive. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, That's great. But instead he says, I am the God of the people that you are mistreating. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I am the God of the marginalized. And he doesn't say, I just love this. And I think this is intentional. He doesn't say, let those people go. He says, let my people go. Oh, I love that I too. I know. It gives me chills. And this naming alone makes me makes you pause and go with this God. And this God knows me. Yeah. So the God of the lonely, the God mm. of the lost, the God of the imprisoned, the God of the discriminated against, the God of the disabled, the God of the single, the God of the weird, <laughs> the God of the betrayed, my people. Yeah. Those are my people. And this is a major theme of this narrative that God is making himself known. He's revealing himself the God who created the universe, the God of these patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. It's astounding. And these stories were known, these people knew that God. And there's such an intimacy and vulnerability here that God is making himself known. And based on the context in which these people lived and the gods whom they worshiped, this is unheard of. Because they had heard, they knew of God through like the stories that yes. their grandparents, mm-hmm. grandparents, grandparents told yeah. them. They knew about this covenant with Abraham. who so they're like, yeah, he lived forever ago, mm-hmm. 400 years ago before we lived here in Egypt and yeah. our lives sucked. Like this is that God. And he's yeah. he's bringing it full circle yeah. and being like, I still, I'm that same guy. I, yes, yes. But now I'm here for you. I'm here for you, yeah. And he's revealing himself to a God of people who are slaves mm. and who need rescue. And he's saying, I'm with you. And it's so beautiful and it reminds me so much of the crux of this narrative of Christianity that the God of all things who created the universe, who can turn water into blood, he's with us and he wants a relationship with us. The marginalized, the forgotten, the crushed, the weary, the hurt, the broken, we're part of the plan. He's going to send judgment. He's going to move on our behalf because he loves us. We are his people and this is how he wants us to be known. Um, and we've talked about this, like he's not, for me, like it's so comforting to know he's not high in the sky. He's like boots on the ground. He's Emmanuel, God with yeah. us. And he wants to deliver Israel and his steadfast love and faithfulness that motivates him to deliver us. Um, and I think it's just cool that when Jesus turned up on the scene, this is, wasn't the first time when God decided to tune in and to save us. He's been about saving us the whole time. Mm. And that's like, it's really beautiful to me. And I think it's also uh, like on this sort of flip side, Yeah, it's really beautiful and powerful that when he calls himself, you know, the God of the Hebrews or the God of, like you used a couple of examples, like yeah. the God of the disabled, the God of the single, the God of the weird, the God of the underdog, basically, yes. he doesn't set, he doesn't in his, in his rescuing of them, he doesn't make them not that. You know what I mean? He doesn't like yes. say I see that they're the underdog and I'm going to make them great and powerful to to overcome you and leave Egypt. He takes them as they are. He meets them where they are. He's like yeah. you're the god of the Hebrew and I'm not going to ask you to not be slaves. Yep. I'm just going to rescue you. I'm like I'm not going to ask you to not be single. Yeah. I'm not going to transform you in some way that makes you like more palatable or more um like in mm. the in the eyes of whoever's watching mm-hmm. more acceptable or powerful mm-hmm. or brought to the level of not being an underdog, I'm just going to come in and rescue you. I'm mm-hmm. going to be among you exactly as you mm-hmm. are. And I'm going to claim you exactly as you are. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that that's really significant. Because your circumstance doesn't make you great or Mm-mm. it's it's because I'm with you yeah. that makes you great. That's good. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get into the questions. Okay, um, so go go with me here. Okay, if God sent a plague into your life to draw attention to the false gods oh you may gosh. worship, what would He send? What would He send? Or maybe just like, what are the false gods? Um, I know that one's tough. Pro- um, probably like a sense of um intellectualism or like Mm. control through, uh, knowledge. Like, I feel like that's an idol for me. Like, Oh, I don't, I don't have to have as much faith if I just do my homework and research it. Like, Mm, that's that five wing right there. I think you're you're right. (laughs) Um, No, it's good. So I don't know how to put that in the context of like, what would the plague be? I don't know that I would like lose my mind. Yeah, yeah. All my yeah, books yeah. would burn up. Who knows? Yeah. Who's to say? Who's to say? Um, How would you answer that? I, well, there's probably deeper ones, but I'm going to go with Netflix here. <laughs> 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 I don't actually like worship it, but I. But they say the thing you give your time to is what you yes. worship. So I probably wasn't as honest as I should have been with my answer. Oh, be free. Um, I know I think watching TV is great and movies are awesome. <laughs> but there are times when I know that I am numbing. I am using it as a tool mm. because I do not want to do a hard work or listen to my soul. And so I'll just turn it on and numb. And so there's a difference. I want to be sure. Yeah. Um, and so that becomes, I guess that's a word, you know, like what you spend your time doing. Yeah. And so I'll just mindlessly do Netflix, do Netflix, watch Netflix. So. Um, so your plague would be... Your computer or your TV explodes continuously every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. Anyway. Um, something to think about. Or you turn it on. This happened to me the other day, and I turned on Netflix, and for whatever reason, it was just the the voices. I couldn't actually <gasps> see the show, so it was That's just a good... um, Moira Rose. <gasps> I could oh. hear her, but I couldn't see her, and I was like, what is <laughs> where, this? Where, where is she? It says <laughs> <This is> torture. oh. <laughs> uh, Um, Okay, moving on to question two. So we talked about the phrase today, the God of the Hebrews. And so Mm. the God of the blank. Uh, So what's in this blank for you? If God is identifying himself with you, Mm. who is he calling himself? And do you believe that God would speak on your behalf? I think it would be um, the God of the messy. Mm. Because that is one of the most significant lessons I learned in my life is that I think I thought I, there was a point in my life where I thought I had to choose between being messy. It was like during my great mm-hmm. sadness and I was like, well, I don't belong in church. Cause all I do is cry and I'm so yeah. dark and twisty. Yeah. Um, so I guess I kind of have to choose to like, either like brighten up, mm-hmm. <laughs> clean up my act or um, be a Christian or like, you know, like, are you in or out type of thing. And I yeah. think like one of the most beautiful and gracious things that God spoke to me was like, you could be both. Like, you could show up at church and be messy and sit in the back row and cry for a whole hour. Mm-hmm. And you could save seats for other people who need to do yeah. that. And you could carve out space with the rest of your career doing that for people. Mm. Um, And I like, that's what I, that's what I hope we do with the podcast is like, yeah, yeah, you could also come with all your mess and be mindful. Yes. You could come with all of your unqualifiedness and your brokenness and read the Bible imperfectly and not have a degree in ancient Greek and show up when you can. And like, Mm -hmm. guess what? You still get to be, God is still for you. That's good. He's the God of the messy. that's good. Yeah. (laughs) My first thought that God, I feel sometimes like I'm timidly brave. (laughs) Like I'm brave, but like in a timid way. God of the timidly brave. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that doesn't even make sense. But I feel like I um, am courageous. Like I, go. like, let me feel like. You said that so I I can Well, well, well. I think I have courage, right? Which courage means that you walk into things not
1: in the absence of fear. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so I feel like God has asked me to step in, speak up, do things that, I don't love, but Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid of. And so timid may be the wrong word, but I think God's like, um, I don't know. When I first read that, I felt like, um, I just feel like I don't walk into those moments like, I got this. Is it like that quote, you know, where it says like, speak the truth even when your voice shakes? Yeah. So like the God of the shaking voices. Yes, that's, yes, I feel like, like that. And I feel like God's like, I identify like Moses with that. probably would be like, oh yeah, that's my thing. When, <laughs> yeah. I, when I said I was slow speech. <laughs> that's, that's what I what meant. I meant. <laughs> yeah. 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 That would be mine. Do you believe that God would speak on your behalf? Yeah. I yeah. Feel like me too. He already has. Yes. Oh, good. Ugh, <laughs> I made myself cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, okay. Well, let's move into um, our meditation and mindfulness portion. So in today's meditation, we are gonna name and destroy our false gods. (laughs) Destroy them. Destroy. Uh, So we talked in today's episode about who the Egyptians worshiped, the gods of the water, the land and the sky, um, and how God brought plagues down to show that he was infinitely more powerful. So let's do the same today. Let's invite the power of the Holy Spirit into the things in our lives that we worship besides God. Let's destroy what gives us a false sense of security and of hope. And let's confess where we may have elevated something above the name of Jesus or expected something to save us that isn't Jesus. So take a minute and get comfortable wherever you are. Pay attention to your breathing. Take deep even breaths. Where your mind wanders during this meditation, give yourself grace. Let's begin by bringing to mind something in your life that holds power something that controls you, something that you give adoration to something that has your obsession, something that you have placed your hope in to solve your problems. There is no shame or judgment here. It is simply a naming. Once you've named what your false god may be, bring that object, that idea, that dream, that person, into focus. Picture it in front of you. As you picture it, speak to whatever it is. Thank it for what may have begun as something good. Thank it for the role it played in your life before you gave it too much power. then tell it that you are good from here. You can take it from here. Tell it that you no longer need its hold in your life. Speak gently and calmly, remaining mindful of your breathing. Speak whatever your thoughts or emotions direct, and then empty your mind of that object. picture Jesus bring Jesus into focus speak to him ask him to move into the place that this false god once held ask him to sustain you Speak adoration to him. Ask him questions. Tell him where you are lonely or lost. Tell him what you need. Confess the role that the false God held in your life and then ask him to do the same with even greater power. He is the God who names you. Thanks for joining us today. If you're looking for show notes to follow up on any references we may have shared, you can find those in the episode description or by going to our website at www.thepausepodcast.com where you can also find links to our social media, along with a handy guide to subscribing or leaving a review. Thanks for listening.